Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to our second edition of Reach for Hope, because there's always hope. Uh, With me today, I'm Melissa Anderson, and with me today are two very important members of the coalition, Tammy Curtis, who is a social and emotional learning coordinator at the Washington County School District, and her daughter, Gracie Curtis, who is also a member of the Hope Squad and also attends high school here in Washington County. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. We appreciate that. Now, uh, first of all, Tammy, briefly tell us about your position at the school, uh, why you decided to get involved with the Washington County Reach for Hope Coalition. All right. As social emotional learning coordinator for the school district, I help support the social and emotional well-being um, for all members in our school district. So that means our faculty as well as our students. And that fits really well with the Reach for Hope Coalition because it is focused on also our social emotional well-being. Right. And Gracie, you've been with the Hope Squad for some time now. Tell us about the school that you represent. And um, and I also understand you're on the National Hope Squad, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I go to Desert Hills High School and I'm on the Hope Squad there. And then I'm also a member of the National Council. And how many years have you been on that? I've been on for high school. I've been there two years and this is my first year as a national member. And for those of you who don't know what Hope Squad is, we're going to play a video that briefly explains what it is and what they do. Suicide is the third leading cause of death among youth between ages 10 to 19 years old. 4,600 youth are lost to suicide each year. However, most suicides are preventable. Youth who are contemplating suicide frequently give warning signs of their distress. Seven out of 10 will tell a friend or give a warning sign that they are struggling, but many of their friends do not tell an adult. A Hope Squad is a group of students nominated by their peers as good listeners and caring fellow students. They work closely with the local mental health agency. Hope Squad students are taught by the school counselor and advisors on how to recognize suicide warning signs in their peers and provide support. Hope Squad members are trained on how to talk to a fellow struggling student. If the peer needs help, they listen and then try to convince them to go see an adult in the school. If that does not work, they inform a school counselor about their concerns about their peers, so the advisors can contact the student and the parents for additional help and support. Hope Squad members also bring suicide prevention awareness to the entire school by holding an annual Hope Week, where fellow peers are given information about suicide prevention. For more information, please visit www.hopeforutah.com. So after seeing that, Gracie, what caused you to want to get involved with the Hope Squad? Um, I found out about Hope Squad through my homeroom. Um, It was also the homeroom for the Hope Squad. And so we talked to the teacher and me and some of my friends were able to join Hope Squad. And then I got to do the training and learn more about it. And ever since then, I've kept doing it. Yeah. And uh, you've been with the National Hope Squad now here, too. How has that been? How's that going? You get to meet 
people from all over the country? Mm -hmm. It's really awesome. I've met people from Iowa and all across the states, and we go to Zoom meetings uh, for the National Council. So it's really fun to see all of them. And, and, and it says that you reach out to people. How do you do that? Um, for me, luckily, because we're in school and I get to actually see people in person, I'm able to reach out to lots of students just by going to activities. And we have a lot of different ways to get people involved at our school. So I'm able to just talk to people in person. And that's very important, being able to do that one-on-one -on -one, um, and get together with people because you, you never know if, they, if they're struggling or suffering, suffering from something. Um, I want to switch to you, Tammy. You know, Utah is, has the sixth highest um, suicide rate in the country right now statistically. We're actually improving. We, we were number four. What, how is Washington County sitting right now in our school district and, and in our schools? Currently better than we have been a couple of years ago. Uh, it was it was a little bit high, and so we're really grateful to see those numbers go down and and currently standing with it a little bit lower than it has been. Yeah, and I know that we had talked about uh, it being a, a higher number among youth. Uh, tell us a little bit about those statistics and how big of a problem it is with our youth compared to maybe adults or or other people. Um, so unfortunately, among teenagers, it's the leading cause of death in Utah. Uh, so we know that it's it's very high risk, and so we really need to offer support, get awareness out there, uh, because people are struggling. Yeah. And like you said, we don't know who. Yeah, exactly. That's just it. Uh, anything can trigger that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, we all know that education plays a key role. Obviously, you're in education uh, for prevention, and, and so does this coalition. It, uh, I also understand it helps um, our teens that are going through uh, to learn how to, how to know what to do and how to listen better. There's an ad that I want to play that really helps explain it all, so let's take a look at that. Mom. Dad. Try to understand. Sometimes I'm going to be a little impulsive. Sometimes I'm going to be a lot impulsive. I mean, I'm a teenager. Like when I went through that really bad breakup. To you, it may have been no big deal. But to me, it was my whole world. It was my whole life. Remember when I got arrested? I actually thought that I would never be able to show my face in school again. And when that rumor about me started spreading. All over social media. I, um... I thought it would never end. Like, I thought the only solution was for me to end. Not to freak you out or anything, but the leading cause of death in Utah for teens is suicide. And nearly half of those suicides are from firearms. And sorry, but they're usually yours. So help us out here. Because we may be impulsive, but we want to live. Almost all the time. But in case there are times that we forget, Keep your guns and ammo locked up safely. Keep your guns and ammo locked up safely. Locked up safely. Because doing this little thing can make a big difference. Now, as a mother, Tammy, how effective is this ad? I mean, that kind of breaks my heart to think of these kids out there that are they're, they're trying to communicate and they're trying to tell you, this is how we feel sometimes. But if you don't lock up your guns, we could use those. Yeah, it pulls on my heartstrings quite a bit. And so I appreciate that message uh, as a parent and also uh, from a lens, um, you know, working in education today. Uh, 
the adolescent brain is still growing, it's still developing. And one of the things I teach our kids is that our brains aren't considered fully developed until we're the age of 25. Mm -hmm. And I know as a parent, sometimes our kids seem so much older than they are because kids are strong-willed. They can be very stubborn and they have these strong personalities. And so sometimes we feel like they are so much more capable. And so I have to remember how old they are. And, and sometimes I have to tell myself, look, you know, he's, he's only seven or he's only 12 um, to help me remember that his brain is still growing and developing or her brain. And so we have to understand that they are impulsive and they need our help, but maybe not necessarily do they have the skills to ask or how to articulate what they're feeling. So it's important for us as parents to be aware of that and try and be that emotion coach for them to really get them to express their feelings and provide a safe, non-threatening uh, way to do that. Right. Gracie, how did that impact you? Could you relate to some of the things those students were saying? Um, I do think it is such a strong message coming from like teenagers in general because um, I know the, you know, the, how they talk about um, that they don't necessarily want to die, but in certain situations it feels like the only escape. And so it's really impactful to see that sometimes we can be a little bit not, you know, in our head. We're not fully developed, like my mom said, and we can't really make those decisions. And so it's important to just kind of, keep checking in on us to make sure that we aren't going to end it all in one night. Right. And over a, just a rash decision, uh, what are some of the things that might um, trigger um, someone to even think that way that might happen to them in school or, you know, on social media, in the public? There are so many different ways that someone could start thinking that. But I think what um, most people think about is just suicide is an escape generally. And so if someone's really struggling or overwhelmed and feel like they need an out, I feel like that's when they would start to turn and think those thoughts. Right. And I know there's there's people struggle with bullying and, and things saying, people being mean. And we just need to think about what we say to people because it really hurts and it, it hurts adults. So we, we, didn't, we need to do a better job as, as being kind human beings out there in this world. Tammy, can you give me some alert signs to identify um, how someone who might be at risk for suicide, what, what kind of sh signs they might show? Yeah, um, there's actually a lot, and they can vary. Um, for one, if, if somebody appears uh, depressed, then that would be one thing that we want to look for, any type of behavior change or emotion change. If, um, if somebody starts giving away their possessions or if they start to say things like there's no hope or people would be better off without me, that kind of demonstrates that they've lost that perspective. Um, those are all signs. And then it's also um, something to be aware of that once someone starts to think about that out or that escape, then that can actually help them start to feel better because they, they see kind of that end in sight. And so we also need to be watchful for positive changes. If they start to appear um, a little bit more happy than they have been, uh, that's also something to be aware of. So there's not just one thing. Right. And as we saw on that last slide, uh, it talks about crisis, isolation, access to that lethal means, and these high-risk signs that you talked about. So we really need to keep an eye on that. And, and, and um, you know, one ad that people, maybe people probably haven't seen, are ads that show teens that ask for help, you know, thoughts of suicide. Let's take a listen to this ad. This is probably something that never, no teen has ever said. Hey, CJ. I'm sorry I've been blowing off rehearsals. 
I know you're sick of my excuses, but I'm not just withdrawing from you guys, I'm withdrawing from everyone. I've been overwhelmed with fatigue and irritability and my anhedonia's worsening. Last week I started having suicidal thoughts. I was wondering if we could spend some time at the next practice strategizing ways I could seek help. And that was entitled Said No Teen Ever, obviously for a reason, because they're not going to often reach out for help. Now, the reason this ad was put out to sh is to show us that, um, you know, to notice when a young person is struggling and to persuade and to help them, uh, refer them to that help. And that's the, that goes to my next um, uh, point, which is to, quest to question, persuade, and refer. Tell us a little bit about why that's so important. Uh, that refers to our... Uh, the acronym QPR, QPR training, is uh, to help us get more comfortable asking the question. Some people think that if we talk about suicide or we actually ask someone outright if they've been thinking about taking their life, that it will actually make it worse um, or increase their risk, and the opposite is true. So the more open we can be and the more willing we are to ask the question, even though uh, it might be scary or intimidating, uh, if, if we can ask them, you know, have you been thinking about taking your life, that that will open that conversation. So uh, QPR is something that we've been working on in our school district, providing training to all of our counselors, administrators, faculty, as much as we possibly can. Um, and, and that seems to have, have made a difference in people's comfort level approaching right. the topic. Now, it, it, it's a little hard, like you said, to ask someone that question. Um, the language that we use um, is really important too. You know, we often say that someone attempted to commit suicide and that's kind of inappropriate to say commit because if you commit something, it's almost like a crime, right? We shouldn't be feeling guilty or having people feeling guilty for, for their thoughts. So we don't want to criminalize it or stigmatize it. So tell us about this next slide that we're going to look at, how language is so important and, and how we, we really need to watch what we say, how we say it. Yeah, it's important that we are sensitive to that for all of those reasons that you talked about. So uh, if we can just phrase it that, you know, this person died by suicide, uh, that is much preferable um, to committed like you talked about. So if we can be careful um, with our language, uh, took their own life, that's right. a lot more sensitive. And then there's a couple of more examples up there too, but um, you know, it's really important. And, and I hear this in the media all the time as well. It's really, it's really tough for me to hear. And I want to, I want to call them up and I want to say, Hey, please don't word that that way. But it's just, it's a little bit more of a habit than anything. So it's going to take a little bit for our language to change in this. Uh, get the stigma out of here. Tammy, tell us what kinds of things that the district has implemented in the school district there. You have something called wellness rooms. Tell us about those and how they've actually helped out. Yeah, so um, in the last few years, we have really tried to increase as much as we can the mental health support uh, for our students and faculty and um, focus on that social and emotional well-being. And so in schools, we are um, 
set up, you know, kind of in tiered supports, meaning we, we really have to look at everything as a system. And so what is something that we provide for all of our students and faculty? And those are wellness rooms. And they are very uh, warm, inviting, calming space where people can go to take a break throughout the day when they get overwhelmed uh, and, and just need a reset. They just need a calm place uh, to bring that nervous system arousal down. And so that's something that's available uh, like I said, for all students and faculty. And then on a, a secondary level where we would get more targeted, um, this kind of support is we have increased our count numbers of counselors. Um, all of our elementary schools in our district have a full-time counselor, and we have more targeted supports at that level that they can help intervene early. Uh, and that's one of our huge goals is to provide that intervention early, identify in elementary schools so we can get the skills training started right. and um, help them learn how to recognize their emotions, how to label their emotions, and how to regulate their emotions. And then uh, kind of that third, more uh, intense or individual support would look like um, some mental health resources. And so one thing that we've been really fortunate to do is uh, utilize our community. And so we have um, community supports that are available that we can connect students with so that they can get that mental health therapy. We also have online resources for that as well. So we're able to provide more mental health resources uh, than we ever have. Uh, we even have online therapy available for our faculty, um, which was wonderful. Um, we were able to get that through Utah Cares Money um, because of COVID. And so all of our faculty have the opportunity to access free online counseling if they need it right if they'd like to yeah and i've been in in a few of those wellness rooms and i know they have even blankets that can that they heavy blankets that can lay on the people and 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 little squeezy toys that you can squeeze and things just dif different ways to cope with anxiety or depression during those time frames gracie do you know of any youth in your school that have um, attempted to take their own lives or by lethal means I do know a few, and I know some who have ended up passing away, but I do know some who are still alive, and I'm really glad that they are. Right. How does that make you feel, knowing that that almost happened, and, and were you, the, you know, even if you were or weren't there, to be able to reach out? How do you, how do the, how do you feel about that? It was really scary, um, for me at least, to know that someone around my age was really thinking that, you know, they that suicide was an option for them, and that they thought that it would, that it was something they should do. And it just really made me sad. I knew one of the people who tried and luckily she's still alive today. And I'm so glad because she's doing much better now, thankfully. Um, but it was just so scary and sad to see that she was right there the whole time. I would give her a hug every day and I was just really upset that I never noticed. And then, you know, I found out and it just really hurt me because I hadn't noticed it. But you shouldn't feel guilty for that, right? Mm -mm. Right. So, so part of your work with the Reach for Hope is to to get them and question, persuade, and and refer, right? And mm -hmm. and that's what you're out there to do. Tammy, why is it so important for um, us to reach out to people in the schools uh, when it comes to suicide prevention? You know, like the coalition and all that. Why is it so important to do this? Well, I think for the number one reason is that's where that's where the kids are, right? This is this is where we. Um, have have them as a, I guess a captive audience kind of you know we are able to build awareness and build supports and help educate them awareness is 
one of the number one things that we need first before we're able to take steps. And so uh, we have the opportunity to educate and um, provide these resources to help people recognize that uh, it's it's never your fault. Um, and so it is hard because all of us seem to go to guilt first. Mm-hmm. And it's just not helpful um, recognizing that, uh, you know, all we need to do is 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 speak up, just say something. Um, and, and that's that's our role. And if we can refer them and get them the support that they need. But uh, it's never it's never some our fault. And have you referred anybody with uh, Hope Squad? I have. I use um, the app quite a bit to sometimes if I'm worried about a friend or something, I use the app and I just write a little note and it's completely anonymous. Okay. Tell us about that. We were talking about the Safe UT app that Mm -hmm. was developed a few years ago here in Utah. And for those of you out there who don't know about it, it it became available a couple of years ago statewide. And and that allows youth to reach out or others and and that who may be considering uh, taking their own lives, and and uh, it it apparently must work. I I've understood understand that it's anonymous. It it can go to teachers. It can go to a helpline. Um, do you know anybody that's used it? Um, I do. My whole Hope Squad at my school, we all have the app on our phones, and we've encouraged um, students and peers to get it too. And I know on the Hope Squad, at least a few people who have used it for friends or even used it for themselves. Wow, that's great. And what kind of counseling is available then, right? We talked about the wellness rooms, Tammy, but is there is there counseling immediately available for these youth who, who attempt? Yeah, our counselors are available um, at any time. The students can access any adult at the school and get connected to a support person in that moment. And then, of course, we can connect them to uh, those you know, men, ongoing mental health resources if they need. Uh, so the Safe Utah app has been an amazing tool uh, for all of us because anyone can uh, download that app on their phone and place an anonymous tip. And uh, they're school specific. They're anonymous, but they are school specific. So that information gets directed to the school so we can uh, immediately get support. Gracie, I understand you took a, a role in uh, making out a, pu- a public service announcement to reach out to on Spotify. Let's take a listen to that. It's one of them's with, with a friend of yours. Uh, let's, let's listen to that. Hi, I'm Nathan Wade. And my name is Gracie Curtis. We are Hope Squad members here in Washington County. To anyone out there who is hurting, we want you to know it is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It is a sign of strength. If you or anyone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, reach out. Click now to learn more. You can also call the Crisis Helpline at 1-800-273-TALK or text BRAVE to 741-741. And uh, Gracie, you did another spot, but we're probably not going to have time to play that. So what I'm going to do is switch over to the the selfie graphic. I want to talk about why it's important to take care and take a selfie um, on your own. Uh, what that stands for. Can you tell us about that, Tammy? Yeah, taking time for your selfie is a really easy way to remember the basics when it comes to our self-care. I like to say it's called self-care because no one else will do it for you. We have to make the time to do it for ourselves. So the S is for sleep, making sure we're getting adequate sleep because that's one of the number one things that can disrupt our mental health. And then eating healthily. We've got to focus on nutritious food, which is difficult in our day and time because we 
are busy and so we tend to eat conveniently. Um, the light is so important. We have to get that sunshine, get that vitamin D and fun. Uh, so many of us, especially adults, forget that we've got to make time for fun and how crucial that is to our creativity and our well-being. And then interaction, those social connections are so key. That support system, having a safe person to talk to for our kiddos, having that stable caring adult is so important. And then E for exercise. Uh, of course, exercise is so good for us and releases those natural feel-good endorphins in our brains. Uh, so just re- reminding us how important it is to just do the basics every day. So taking care of ourselves by taking selfies as well. And remember what selfie stands for. Gracie, real quick, um, how can someone get a hold of uh, the Hope Squad to, to be on that or to help? Um, well, all they have to do is either find a Hope Squad member at their school or they could even talk to any teacher to point them in the direction of the Hope Squad advisor. And then they can just talk to whoever that is and they can find out more. Yeah. And, you know, it's really important for people to, or who, who are in all walks of life to reach out for that help. Um, any last thoughts, Tammy? I would just say there's always hope and there's always help available. And so I would just encourage anybody that if you're second guessing or struggling or doubting to please reach out, uh, somebody will be there and will want to help you. We, we don't know if you don't tell us, so please just say something. All right. I appreciate both of you for being on the show. Thanks for your commitment and your dedication. And if anyone needs help, they should just reach out for hope because there is always hope. Thank you. Thanks. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.